Hi, I'm Brittany Hoffman. And I'm Madeline Phipps. Welcome to Shifting Ears, the internal podcast that we're starting here at Valley Metro. Talking about all things transit, transportation, and everything you need to know about the agency, behind the scenes, and some upfront stuff you may not know about. Brittany, did you know that we've hit another major milestone in Valley Metro history? Maddie, tell me what it is. Okay. For almost a month now, I can't believe it's been a month, the streetcar vehicle has actually been out testing on its route in Tempe. So it went out there for the first time on June 28th, completed a whole bunch of tests, went through the entire alignment, all went well, and now it's just out there like almost every week completing all these tests. And those are the shiny green cars rolling through Tempe, right, Maddie? Yes, they're hard to miss if you're out there in Tempe and you were there at the right time, I'm sure you've seen it because they're very bright. Also, because we're in testing, they're being accompanied by a lot of uh, our Valley Metro coworkers wearing bright orange safety vests walking alongside them to make sure that all the testing is going well and to watch how the streetcar navigates the route and interacts with all kinds of different things. So it's pretty hard to miss. It's kind of a fun caravan. But yes, they have been out there for almost a month now, and we're really making a lot of great progress on the testing schedule. Maddie, I haven't really dealt with Tempe Streetcar much because that's your area so far. I've handled light rail because it's service. And I know that it has to go through a lot of testing to get ready for passenger service. So you said we're already out for testing. How long does that have to go on? Well, it's going to be a couple months. So... Not all the tests happen right away in the same day. A lot of them, you do a test, find out something that needs to be fixed, go out and test it again after it's fixed. So they kind of build one on top of the other, which is why it takes a couple months to complete all the testing. And we also have to make sure that the vehicles themselves get enough testing. So they each will have to do what's called burn-in, where they travel a certain amount of miles on the track to make sure that they're all in good working order. So that also is going on at the same time while we're testing the whole system and how the car integrates with the system. Now, Maddie, obviously you've been with this project from day one um, since starting with Valley Metro and you've really gotten in the trenches per se, but do you know everything there is to know about Tempe Streetcar? Definitely not. I've been here two years now, actually, officially two years. So certainly a lot has happened in those two years, but of course this project has been going on for way before that. If you want to talk about the planning and design phase, even like 10 or 15 years ago is when that started. So I got here when construction was underway and then kind of saw the completion of construction. But we, of course, had to take this one to the expert to really find out all we need to know about streetcar testing. Attention passengers, next stop, Dorothy Nepash, next stop, Dorothy Nepash. My name is Mark Germanowski, and I'm the safety certification manager for the Tempe Streetcar Project and the Northwest Extension 2 Project for Valley Metro. And how long have you been with Valley Metro? Mm, let's see, a little over three years now. Okay, so have you been with Tempe Streetcar like from the beginning of the project, or have you been working on other things? Uh, I've been working on other things. I, I actually came over from the 50th Street Station project, and just before the design ended for the streetcar project is when I was transferred over to the streetcar project. So it wasn't at the beginning of the project, but certainly through the construction part of it. Cool. So I'm kind of interested in what your background is in, because at least your current job, it's kind of involving all these different parts of Valley Metro. We have engineering, we have safety, we have operations. So how did you come into this line of work? 
<laughs> well, that's that's. I wonder about that myself, honestly. <laughs> I've got a background in rail when I was in college way back when. I won't tell you how long ago that was. But anyways, um, I worked summers on a class one railroad back east. And when I got out of college and graduated, I stayed with the railroad. I really enjoyed it. So I ended up transferring out to and got a job in L.A. and worked on the L.A. Metro Systems. I was primarily a track guy. I ended up being an inspector out there when they were doing their startups for the subways and the light rail systems, the blue line, green line, uh, the red line. And I actually went from working for the agency there, I went to a consultant firm and worked on some construction management. I was an inspector for construction management on some commuter rail projects, as well as subway projects. So that's where my rail was. Uh, I kind of got away from that a little bit and went into my education in aviation. So I actually, uh, it's kind of weird, I worked a couple of years as a transportation planner in Vermont. And then from there, actually went back where I grew up, my folks were getting a little old, so I wanted to get moved a little closer, and I ended up getting an airport manager's job there. It's a was a general aviation airport, pretty uh, heavy use for corporate jets, and I did that for 12 years, or 11 years, yeah, 11 years, and then I eventually made my way back to rail, and that's why I'm at Valley Metro. Um, I really missed it. Uh, you know, aviation was fun, but I really always had, and then my wife told me, you know, you always talk about rail. You got to get back into rail. So, so I got back into rail and uh, as an office engineer, and then they needed some help with the safety certification processes, you know, for regulatory compliances. And I had a lot of that in my background, a little bit on rail and quite a bit in, in aviation. It kind of goes through the same sort of processes. So the process was there. Just had to plug it in, plug myself into the into the work and just kind of go with it. So, yeah, it's it's detailed, detailed work. And sometimes people look at me and go, how do you even put all that together? But it's just just what we do. A lot of spreadsheets, a lot of a lot of check boxes, a lot of details. So planes, trains, and automobiles. And speaking of automobiles, <laughs> the streetcar will be running with automobiles on their route. So we've seen the streetcar already out on the alignment doing some testing. What are all these different tests that you're looking for? That's a good question. So the FDA, what they require, the Federal Transit Administration, they what they require is when you build something and you want to run the public on it, even there's a lot of different types of testing, but you have testing during a construction, you know, where they actually test components, the factory tests, there's design tests, there's field tests by the contractor. And then eventually what we do is test, it's an integration test. So it takes all those components and we make sure they're all talking to each other and that they are integrated so that they're they're safe uh, for the public's use. And that's basically what it is. So there's on the streetcar system, and it is a little bit unique because it runs with the cars. So I'm used to guideway separated and either that or a class one railroad or a subway or something like that, where the only interface is intersections and grade crossings and that sort of thing. But running with traffic, it makes it a little more challenging, especially during testing, because, you know, you need a lot of traffic control so that we're not being a hazard out there with the vehicles that are running in the public. So, but we have like, I have 17 different integration tests. So there's, there's things that we do, um, uh, like the first thing, we take a streetcar or a rail cart with the clearance envelopes, the dynamic envelopes of the streetcar. We make sure that before we get a streetcar out there or we can use a streetcar, we go very slowly and walk the streetcar through, making sure that everything that was built is not going to hit. And it's a dynamic envelope. So basically that, that kind of a clearance thing is set up so that if the 
if the car was to lose its suspension and spring and was leaning over, that was that's the dynamic envelope. So we, the worst case scenario, we make sure it's clear. So that's like one of the tests. Then we, we test the transfer, the substations to make sure that they're performing correctly, that all indications to the OCC, alarmings, all the, you know, fire and intrusion, any of the breakers that are open that the OCC can see what is going on at the substations. We do live wire tests. You know, when we do the clearance tests with the streetcar itself, we go out there and make sure that the panograph of the car and the and the overhead wire, we have to we do that a very slow speed test. We check that to make sure that the interface is correct there. It's not hitting anything. You know, it's a clearance test as well as making sure that the panograph is riding on the wire. We're about to do. We've done the station stop, where we actually take the streetcar and we measure to make sure that the ADA clearances are horizontally and vertically correct, so that there's not a big gap where somebody's going to walk off the streetcar and fall into in between the platform and the, and the uh, streetcar. We have only one powered interlocking. It's a Dorsey interlocking where uh, where we connect to the LRT system. So we will ferry the cars, the streetcars, from the maintenance yard where the LRTs are held to the Dorsey streetcar stop so that that the streetcar had to be cleared and integrated into the street into the lrt system as well we do safe braking making sure that the streetcar can stop adequately um, before it passes any signals that kind of thing we do a street traffic make sure that the streetcar and the signals that are with the vehicle traffic are in the bar signals and the signals for the streetcar are coordinated and in sync so that we're not getting a go and the cars are getting go at the same time, uh, indications, that kind of thing. So we make sure that that's working. The, in Tempe, there's a certain, there's a fairly large segment through Mill Ave that, and in parts of Rio, that there's an off-wire segment. So the streetcar is actually running on batteries, which is a big feature of the system. So we have certain systems to check to make sure that when the operator pulls up to those stations where the, the wire, the overhead wire ends and goes into an off-wire segment that the panograph comes down. We certainly don't want to be running the panograph up when there's no wire for it to contact because that would not be a good thing. It would rip down traffic signals and all kinds of things. So we test that and make sure those systems are working. Yeah, there's, then we do, you know, there's, there's, WiMAX test, that's how we track the vehicle through the alignment on the LRT system, making sure that the OCC can see the streetcar when it's on the existing LRT system. I really enjoy it because this is where the rubber hits the road or the wheel hits the rail, whatever you want to say, but it's, this is the fun part. Everything gets built and this is, we're getting toward the end and seeing how everything works and together. Definitely. So it's nice hearing you explain all of the different tests and how complicated it was. I had a reporter last week reach out to me and say, I heard the streetcar had its practice run today. When can people ride? Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate you giving us that overview of like, no, this is actually a lot of work. And there's a lot that we have to ensure is working properly because we want to make sure the system is safe, obviously, before we can operate in revenue service. So I also noticed I was out there last week, and I know we got some great photos of the streetcar, but while it's conducting all these tests, there were all these wires coming out of one of the windows, like taped to the side of the vehicle. What are those doing there? <laughs> so 
Brookville, the manufacturer of the streetcar, they have to go through a series of their own tests. When they get the streetcar here, they it, it comes and they basically have to do some assembly. I say assembly. It really comes in one piece, but there's a lot of components. They have to verify that they work. The systems work before we can even take that streetcar and bring it on our system. So what you see there is, and it's, it really is, um, they've got all the panels open. All the electrical panels are wide open. They, they're doing a lot of computer integrated systems tests. You know, they have propulsion and braking. They have, I, I can't even begin to tell you, they, you know, the doors, everything that works on that streetcar, all the operational components, the signage, you know, the, the alarms, the, the, you know, the push buttons that you, you push to stop the streetcar, you know, you ask a request to stop all, all kinds of systems tests that they have to go through and they're called acceptance tests. So they have to do all their testing, acceptance testings before we can do our integration tests. So this might be hard to quantify, but how long does testing take? And maybe you can just break it down into one vehicle, how long it takes to test that. And then overall, what are we looking at? Right. So that's a good question. And everybody asks me that. And every week I put an outdated, updated uh, schedule out. <laughs> um, and what really not every car has to go through integration testing really all the cars are manufactured and the specification should be they should be identical and that's part of the acceptance testing right so we don't have to integrate every streetcar we just need some tests require two streetcars so in some instances we need at least two accepted tree cars to perform those tests. So with all those 17 tests, I said we we have to perform, 16 of them are before pre-revenue operations. So I'm expecting sometime in early August is right now the forecast where we will be complete with 16 of the 17 integration tests. Now, we may have completed them, okay? But a lot of times what happens is you will find a deficiency or perhaps there needs to be a modification and that's part of the testing. And what you really want to find is, are those things, like for instance, some of the speed limit signs for the streetcar out there. We know we had to relocate those because they weren't visible the way we wanted to see them for the operator. So yeah, per design, here's where it was, you know, on a plan it says, okay, put the streetcar sign there, the speed limit sign. But you know what? There's a better location once we're out there. So a lot of little things like that happen. Um, and sometimes they request a change order, depending on how significant it is. You know, we might say, okay, contractor, you know, we want to see something else. So it's got to go through a chain order process. They have to implement whatever that change might be. Then we go back and retest. So when I say early August, we still may have additional testing, retesting and things like that. But initially, the initial test hopefully should be done by early August. Okay. Well, that's not too bad, I guess. <laughs> we'll see. I, depending on how you answer this next question, I'm curious, have there been any surprising findings in the systems testing so far? Either good surprises or not so good, like, oh, we're going to have to work to fix that for a while before we can open. Mm. Um, that's a good question. I mean, some of the signal, there's a nothing really yet, because really at the beginning, I think I'm at about 20% or so complete. So there's still a whole bunch of tests to perform. But some of the we've only found small things generally right now, they have to be corrected. So nothing really 
significant, but um, there's some operational, how the Dorsey interlocking works. There's some tweaks there. It's really programming um, that Valley Metro would like to see, and that's under discussion right now. It's really just you know how an operator, when they're at the Dorsey stop, when they want to begin their run into the streetcar system, how they see the signals and how how they get the signal to enter the system. Is it either going to be automated or do they got to call basically the, on the radio to the OCC to request that? So they'd rather see it automated. It's a programming thing. So things like that. But let me tell you that even after we finish our integration testing in August, Brookville has their own acceptance testing that they have to perform after us. So they have to come on the streetcar system and they still have additional dynamic tests they have to perform to certify the car. So so we do ours first, get it all cleared for them, basically, the system, so that they can come out and perform their system. In, well, they're not integration tests. They're really acceptance and commissioning tests. And then there's a whole bunch of burn-in time that has to happen, too, which we do during, during all these tests, the miles on the streetcar are being counted and as well as during pre-revenue. Uh, so I think it's 600 and something miles that have to be burned in. Each car has to burn in. So there's a certain period of time before they become eligible to ride public in. So there's still a lot of things that have to happen. A lot of training that has to happen with the operations. Um, there's a bunch of emergency response scenarios that have to happen for training, things like that. So even after you know we're done in August, there's still quite a bit of things that have to be done before revenue. So you mentioned the burn-in test, which we know has to happen on all vehicles before they get on the track. But one of the tests that I know we've performed on light rail trains is the water weight test, where we put the equivalent of water for people. Are we going to do the same on the streetcar? Absolutely. It's a good question. Absolutely. Um, In fact, some of the tests that testing has occurred with Brookville doing their acceptance testing on the LRT alignment. So what, but one of the tests that we perform, and there's only one uh, of the 17 tests requires us to load the streetcar to what they call AW3, basically a full load of um, what they say. I think, I don't know if it's a crush load, what they call a crush load of of weight that that basically um, is like having a full load of people. And so what we do with that test is we need two streetcars and we're testing the traction power substations and the system, the energy system, to make sure that when these cars are loaded and we have two cars that are in the same substation section, that when they pull away from each other on opposite tracks at full load, you know, they, we, we put them at full power, that they're not going to trip breakers, that there's enough energy to be able to accommodate that kind of a loading. So we do that throughout the system on each of the substations. So that's the one and only test that we need to do that water weight and I'm, that resembles a full load. I imagine that everyone on the testing operations crew is holding their breath in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's either gonna, going to trip breakers and maybe we'll find out, you know, but um, it, it's designed to be able to accept that load. So that's part of the integration. Sometimes some things need to be um, tweaked and adjusted in the substations, and that's a normal thing. You know, it really is. Okay, well, before we wrap up, just to end us on this happy note, what are some of the challenges that you think the team's going to be dealing with over the next, you know, weeks and months of testing? Or have you already had some that came up that you're able to, you know, fix and move on from? 
I, no, so far we've been fortunate. I don't think there's really been anything that we've tripped over. However, um, and one of the things that we'd like to see is um, our testing p completed early in August because ASU is going to be back in session. What about mid-August, right? So right now we've, you know, we, it's kind of like still post-COVID and the traffic, you know, as we were talking about the streetcars being tested in a traffic, you know, it's in the number one lane for the, in a lot of the places along with the vehicles. And once we get ASU back, it's going to be more challenging, particularly with Brookville, when they have to do their testing, the commissioning testing, like I described, one of their tests requires a very high speed and will have to be done along Apache. Well, there's a lot of, that's a big part of uh, ASU has a lot of campuses and things along Apache. Apache, as well as housing. There's a lot of pedestrian traffic and they have to run at speed. So there's a lot of intersection, a lot of ped crossings. That's going to be a real challenge to protect that streetcar and to protect the public from that test. So we're trying to see if that can be bumped up a little sooner, but it's there's a lot of a lot of pieces that make the schedule work. And I don't that's not under my control, uh, but that's under Brookville's control. But we we kind of told them, you know, hey, if you can get that test moved up any sooner, then so it's better for everybody involved. Marina Heights and Real Salada last stop. Maddie. Mark just gave us so much great information, and now I understand why it takes so long before we can have passenger service. So when are we expected to have passenger service? Well, as you heard him explain, a lot of these tests kind of build on each other, but we are going to open for operations by the end of 2021. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. Remember, if you have any ideas, questions you want answered, stories you want us to dive into, send us an email at podcast at valleymetro.org. And we also want to send out a big thanks to Peter Corkery on our communications staff for going out and getting that sound on Tempe Streetcar while they were testing. For Valley Metro, I'm Madeline. I'm Brittany. Thanks for riding with us. We'll meet you at the next stop.